0: All right, today we're back with something different. Welcome to this episode of Words with C. I have a guest with me today, yeah. Cartier K. Yeah,
1: yeah, Cartier K coming right in the motherfucking way. Let's
0: <laughs> so, um, I met K last year through a mutual friend of ours, and we followed each other on social media. K yep. is a musician. Not only is she a musician, um, she has a garden that she grew herself and it has an amazing (laughs) metaphor. Kay is really cool people. So, you know, go ahead and tell the people a little bit about yourself. Yeah, man. So thank you for
1: having me. Um, Like you said, I'm Cartier Kay. Uh, I'm from Columbia, South Carolina, 23. And basically like, you know, I'm a musician, I'm an artist. So uh, shout out to all the female rappers, by the way. And, um, basically, I've been rapping for about a year, seriously. I dropped my first mixtape, um, September 21st, 2018, called The Switch Up, and that was basically, um, me kind of switching up from being a basketball player to now, like, a rap star, so hoop star turned rap star was kind of the theme of it, and uh, I called that uh, project The Switch Up, and that was my first mixtape, and I've been just going ever since. I, um... Used to play college basketball and that didn't really work out. I dropped out of school to pursue being a software engineer in Houston and um, that didn't work out either because I ended up getting laid off. But while I was living in Houston, I had met Kevin Gates' manager and um, he was like, Yo, you should rap. And I was like, Man, I'm not no rapper um so i'm gonna do this computer stuff because it's paying me pretty good and he was like um you know that's cool you could do that but you need to rap and then like eight months later the job ended up laying me off and that's when i was like all right bump it i'm gonna rap so i sat on the songs like july 2018 i sat on like the first five songs i ever recorded and i was like man i can't be no rapper like people about to sit here and laugh at me for doing this like I can't go from no basketball player to no rapper. Then I was like, bump it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'ma just drop some music. And I started dropping music, but I was gonna try to drop it like anonymously. Like nobody was gonna know me. And I had like <laughs> I had like five people hit me up, like, Um, yo, that uh video you posted, is that you rapping? <laughs> I was like, damn, I thought I was gonna fly incognito. I was gonna try to do what her did and I was like, mm, that's not really my thing. Like I'm kinda I should kinda try to step out there and then that's why I was like, bump it. September 21st, 2018, I'm going to just drop a project. And I didn't even know what I was going to do. I just had four songs and was like, bump it. And I ended up making eight more songs. I did 12 songs on that project. And I was like, yeah, I think I really want to do this for me. And went with it, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm
0: I think saying. it's crazy how things align. Like, <clears throat> <clears throat> You're like, okay, no school, so I'm going to do this software engineering. And then somebody's telling you and yeah. it's like nah, not really fucking with it. And yeah. Then look at you now. Yeah, and I told
1: them straight up, like, yeah, that's that's kind of foolish, bro. I don't really think I'm gonna be able to do no um, no rapping. And like at the time, I was going to school for computer science, and then my parents was real, real mad at me and real disappointed that I stopped pooping because it was like, yo, like you don't throw your scholarship away and everything. Because why? And um, I just was being defiant, like I didn't want to listen. To the coaches, I just thought that like everything was complete bullshit what the NCAA had going on, and I just was like I don't really want to be a part of it, so I'm not sure what I'm gonna do. But I just know I'm not gonna do this, and I'm not gonna be slave to feeling like people got um, stuff over my head. So that's when I had went and dropped out of school and was like, hmm, I got this good job, and I'm doing pretty good. So my parents and stuff, they was pretty happy. And then when I got laid off, it was like, oh man, like what sadness, like. Come on back home, nigga. We don't know what you about to do, but come on back home. Type that's deal. that's always a parent's response.
0: Like, you can always come back home.
1: Yeah, so I ended up coming back home, and it was probably the best thing that uh, happened to me. You know okay. what I'm saying? It really elevated my music. It helped me get around people who, like, you know what I'm saying, really knew how to rap. I mean, okay. you saw G know how to rap, so <laughs> <laughs> we literally spent every day together, and I don't know. You know, it just elevated, elevated my sound, and... You know, I'm still in artist development, so I'm not really um going to sit here and act like I'm the most proficient artist and everything like that, you know. But um, everybody seemed to have helped me out by, during my time in Columbia. So now, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to drop my first album, Under Cartier KM. It's going to release in November, November 15th. And um, we're just going to go from there, you know, really with a, a whole new rebrand, honestly.
0: So I have a question. Mm-hmm. What made you change your name? because mm. I remember when we first met mm-hmm. you were a Kayla God Yeah. what made you go from Kayla God to Cartier K I think politically
1: I can't call myself a God I'm not that Um. so that was a big thing too and I think that it just didn't align with who I wanted to turn into
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: like Cartier K just became like it just was a better fit. I don't know. Honestly, it was a better fit for my music. It was a better fit for my brand. And K to God was just... It was cool, but it was childish. And I had to just kind of mold into something different.
0: Okay. Mm. I understand that. Elevation is key. Yeah, for sure. I think everybody goes through like a time period of rebranding. Because when I first started with my artistry, I was not Sierra Antoinette. Right. Like, eventually I was just like, I'm going to use my first middle metal name because this is stupid. Right. So... That's the thing, um, okay, so tell me about the garden. What made you wake up one day and be like, "I'm gonna start a garden, no more g m o like that's oh, yeah. it, and furthermore, what made you come up with the metaphor that you use to apply it to everyday life because I think that's really, really neat.
1: um well, it's really my aunt and my mom and dad, really, my dad side of the family is from the country they're from east over South Carolina.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, they basically, like, they lived too far away from the grocery store, so they had to grow their own food. Okay. And my dad always knew how to grow things. It was just, we lived in the city. Mm -hmm. So what he did was, he took about four years to cultivate the soil for the garden. Okay. And then he was like, hey, I planted a few tomatoes and eggplants and okras and different things back there and peanuts and stuff back there. Go watch them. (laughs) <laughs> it was just on some like, you know, like it was a damn dog or something. I'm like, what? The? I'm like, bro, I ain't trying to garden and shit, bro. Like, no. And then um, one day I woke up like 730 in the morning. He had called me because he drives trucks. So he'd be up at like four o'clock in the morning. So he called me at 730. And I'm like, bro, like what? What is you doing? Like, why did you call me at 730? He was like, yo, you got to go out there and water the garden. And I'm like, bruh, 7.30 in the morning, you bug right now (laughs) about some damn plants. Like, I really didn't have an appreciation for it. So I ended up getting up reluctantly. And I don't know what it was this day. It was like I woke up, had attitude, and the sun hit me. And I was like, wow, I'm feeling great right now. Like, I, I came back in the house after watering the garden and just seeing everything just green. And, like, my whole day just started off, like, refreshed. Then I started, like, rolling up. Waking up, rolling up and just like watering the garden. I would just stand out there for like the first thirty minutes of the day, seven thirty in the morning. It's cool, like it's not blistering hot, yeah. So it's cool. And I'm watering the garden, you know what I'm saying, smoking a blunt, just really just chilling, like getting my mind prepared, like thinking, day. yeah, thinking what I'm about to do next. And um my aunt, she has a way bigger garden than me, of course, and she's been playing for about twenty years. And she feed, like, the churches and stuff, like, do Thanksgiving drives, and she'll do the um, collard greens and stuff for the churches. Oh, that's really neat. Yeah, so she does that. But me and her had a conversation one day, and um, I told her I wasn't really having a good week. I was like, yeah, I'm not really having a good week. You know, what's going on? Like, what's up? I ain't really even wanting to talk. And she was just like, how your garden coming along? And I was like, what the? I'm like, all right. My garden, you know, it's it's I was like it's coming on pretty good, you know, we got some um rain or whatever, so uh it's I guess it's coming on good. And she was like, "Yeah. She said, "You know, um when it rains like that's the best thing that could ever happen." And she was like, "Why do we always relate rain to like it being a bad thing
0: Or sadness?" Yeah, yeah and
1: it was like, "That's the best thing that could ever happened for your garden." And I'm like, who gives a damn? Like <laughs> I'm having an awful week. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like I really yeah, you don't want care. To talk about goddamn rain, rain and gardens and stuff. But I didn't understand what she was saying until she was like, "Yo, whatever you got going on, like whatever you're going through, that's just rain right now." And if you, you know, really use your garden as like yourself and like basically have your hard times be your rain to, you know, help your garden flourish and help yourself flourish and not look at it like a bad thing. Then your perspective on a lot of things will change. And that's when I started praying for rain to come. You know what I'm saying? Like, for my garden, of course, but I started embracing all the bad things that was happening. I embraced it like, you know, oh, it's all good. Like, I could just see myself growing within. And then now just seeing how that transitional period was for my garden. And now my garden not even, like, in season no more right now. I'm just seeing how myself, like, growing. Like, on some, it's my season for myself now to blossom in really you know produce fruits right? and I can see that now so you know that's really the biggest thing like my garden basically came from my aunt and my dad and they kind of just molded me into using my garden like to kind of grow myself because they kind of saw I was lost and they was just like um you need to tap into this because like that's what we learned growing up like, they're very right. spiritual but they spiritual amongst themselves because they only had themselves like they a big family but they Are really close-knit, and I don't have no brothers and sisters, so they thought that was important for me to be attached to something because, like, growing up... It's just you. It's just me. So they were like, you need to be attached to something.
0: Right. So I think that's really, really cool, Um, especially the part about perspective because when you change the way you look at things, Mm -hmm. everything in itself starts to change. You know, perspective definitely opens up enlightenment, and it opens up different doors for you. Yeah. Um, I think the first time I saw you, I think I was on your Instagram story and you were watering your garden. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, This nigga really got a garden. Really got now, that. me, um, I've been saying I wanted to start a garden, but you see where I live. So yeah. in this particular area, it's gonna take a minute for me to be like, I gotta get everything straight and everything right to right. actually do it. Um my grandma Got rest her So She died when she was ninety seven, ninety eight. We used to ride, like, and my grandma didn't drive. So we used to catch a ride with whoever and ride far out. I had to be, like, 10. Mm-hmm. And she used to pick up, like, stuff from this man's garden. Right. Like, she used to buy stuff from him. And I always thought that was really cool. But at the same time, like, I just, I can't. yeah i can't yeah i am learning a little bit about plants like i don't want to garden but i do i want to put plants in here for one like um i've been looking up different plants and i just i find them really really nice i had an aloe vera plant yeah and that was the the basic way to start um and i originally moved it because it's entirely too big yeah they grow big as hell yeah Yeah. they, they grow very big for sure um so when you, what made you decide to share the metaphor for the garden with everyone else? Um, because
1: I just see how many people just be so caught up in things that really don't matter, and I know how I am. Just like our perception of like social media too. Like I always get so many people who walk up to me just based off the perception that they have of me from social media, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, I get it, but it don't matter. Like that type of stuff don't matter. Not, and I, and I wanted to share the garden because like. What people fail to realize is that when bad things happen, they like to run the Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff with the what was me story mm-hmm. and it's like you know we get that's what happened to you, but like where is your solution like every time it rains, the solution to rain for the garden is that more plants and more crops are gonna grow, so it's like, are you gonna grow or are you gonna get oversaturated with sadness and die out? you know, and mm-hmm. that's why I wanted like people to just kind of tap in like you know. You yourself, like, feed put out what you want to be fed back into. And, you know what I'm saying, when it come down to certain things like that, it's like, I feel like people can get certain messages certain ways. But, like, somebody like me who got a garden, and everybody just used to hit me up like, bruh, ain't no way you got a garden for <laughs> Like, no way you got a garden. And it's like, yo, I got a garden for this reason. Like, and I would be able to have a personal conversation with someone like I didn't really like to do it too much openly because I ain't want people to be like oh she trying to use her damn garden to build up her music and all that kind of stuff it was just more so like I wanted people to tap into a different side of me Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then reach out to me and we have a personal conversation and then they be like wow my perspective on her has definitely changed like I thought she did shit for the camera but like she really educated me on why she doing what she do and like that was my whole goal to Start building personable relationships with people because they see me doing certain things that look unorthodox. Like, yeah. then what's common that they would have thought I would have did. Like, everybody would expect me to be on my story, flashing money, or going crazy or oh, doing crazy stuff. So it was like a guardian,
0: like, outside the box. Yeah, like a guardian. I need to see what she's talking about. Yeah, multi. And that was me. You're very multidimensional. Thank you. So, I noticed earlier you talked about people when they come up to you and it's like their perspective of social media. What do you typically get based off of like your social media?
1: (laughs) Everybody just be like, man, I know you got it. Like, I know you got it. Like you that (laughs) nigga. You got it. Your shit go up. Everybody love you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, um Yes. But then again, like I'm still human. You get what I'm saying? It's always still on some shit like I want people to just always understand that like my music and everything like come from a place of of what I've been through before in, like, a whole different industry. Like, what I went through with basketball. The things that I've seen in, like, relationships that I've been in. um, Just, like, my encounter with life after basketball, going through depression, feeling like – because, like, what people don't understand is, like, when you're on a big stage, like, I was on a stage where we're playing in front of 18,000 people.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's, like, that adrenaline rush is equivalent to, like – a, a drug mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying a lot of people don't understand that like that's why a lot of athletes have such a hard time moving on because they really be doped up off that adrenaline rush from you know I'm saying the fans and all that stuff so it was like I had a hard time separating myself from that and I wasn't playing <laughs> and I was from Columbia playing for USC Columbia so like people was just like why are you not playing like what's going on are you hurt you know I would go to the mall and people be like "Bro, why are you not playing like you yeah. know, what's going on type and I was mortified. So then I went into just like I'ma quit in the middle of the season from USC, I quit and then like my whole life spiral like out of control type of ordeal. Like from sophomore year it spiraled all the way up until like I came back to Columbia. Like I was on a ride. You know what I'm saying? It was just like I finally got to Columbia and was able to settle down. And like that's what music do for me. It helped me just settle down because I do, like, I put all my focus into it. Like, I felt like I was chasing a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I I just had so much I was battling with, with myself. And I was trying to live for everybody else. Like, I didn't want people to be like, yo, this girl look crazy. Like, she bombed out on basketball. Now she's trying to rap. Now she's trying to do this. Now she's trying to do that. Like, that was playing in my mind until when I really invested into my music. I was like, yo, it's so therapeutic for me. It don't matter how people perceive it because I know what it's doing for me. Like it's the best thing that could have happened to me for me to be able to chase it. And then the competitive nature in me started like when I started putting music out, like getting worried about who wasn't listening, why my friends weren't supporting all that stuff. That was another like period for me to go through things and then transition to you do this for you. Like, right. like if it's really therapeutic for you, then who give a damn who's listening because it's gonna be people that relate to you
0: regardless. Of-
1: regardless. And that's what this album like, that I'm dropping in November going kind of, like, help everybody see, like, oh, she figured out herself and she figured out her sound and it's, like, it's just going to go up from there. It's, like, I'm not searching for a lot of things no more.
0: What would be, you know, what would be something you told the version of you back when you were playing college ball and all of this was going on?
1: Um, Be patient. I would tell myself, be patient and, like, wait my time. You know, I don't think that I would have not played at all ever because it was like I was too good not to play ever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I wanted to play right then and there. And what I've learned now that's helping me with music is that it's going to come if you're talented. You just have to play your role at that time and your right. role will increase. Your role will get bigger. Your platform will get bigger.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But even the bench players need somebody to look up to. Right. Just like even the smaller crowd needs somebody to listen to. And I, I would definitely tell myself to um you know, just not be caught up in the hype, you know what I'm saying? I think that a lot of people just get caught up in the hype when they used to be in the spotlight and it's hard to take a back seat when you grown up like being that nigga every single time. So it's like I'm not that nigga no more, like this, it seems odd. So I would tell myself to embrace being a part of a new role. So that way when you get back into the role that you normally used to, you got a different perspective because even the bench players, you know what I'm saying, need credit too. Because, like, the star players will go and just don't give a damn about them. And I know how that felt. So if I would have played my role and embraced that role and really been humbled in that role, I would have became a star player and really had even more immense respect for those bench players That I would have really known how that felt. So I think that that's a big thing right there for sure. I would have told myself to relax. Not worry about that extra shit.
0: Okay, okay. Do you miss ball sometimes? Or do you still ball out just for fun?
1: No, I don't play I don't play basketball at all no more. Really? At all. Why? Um, I don't know. You know, I have such an immense, like, appreciation and, like, respect for basketball to where it's like, if I'm going half-ass, I don't do it at all. And that's why I stopped playing college ball. Because it was like, I'm partying, I'm smoking, I'm drinking. I had just crossed, so I did give a damn about no basketball. And it was like, I'm not about to disrespect the game like that because I know, like, I'm fired. Right. And it was like, if I ain't going to show that I'm fired every game and not going to put my body in a, in a situation to be amazing every game, then I don't need to play. So now, you know, I'm not in the best shape. I'm not in any of that. And, like, that can cause injuries, too. So yeah. I just don't play at all. Like, yeah, fun. for sure. Unfortunately. They be trying to get me to play like though bit.
0: I mean, you ain't nothing wrong with going on the court and doing a little shake and go every now and then. I'm gonna try to get it back into it, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> for real. <clears throat> okay. When you uh when you went to Houston, what made you do software engineering? Um the job moved me out there for it. that's that's what your major was?
1: Yeah. My okay. major is like computer science. So the job moved me out there, they saw my credentials. I had already had pre- pretty good job previously I worked at F in America and stuff, so I had really good jobs, like so mm-hmm. the guy was just like, Yeah, move out here. So he moved me out and everything and um I was making really good money and I think that's just all that was on my mind. But I knew that I'm not no but sit behind a desk person. So that was like killing me. I used to be at work listening to beats. You know, like man, entering in data like this would be so cool to Rap, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just really on someone to listen to beats because I'm just tired of listening to music all day. But I'm sitting at a desk eight hours a day. So you had, you always
0: had the inclination for music. You just,
1: oh yeah, I was in orchestra for um, I was in orchestra for seven years. I, you know, what I'm saying pretty much did music in the like in every way possible. I just was never in a situation where I could step out and say I'm a, I'm an artist or a musician because basketball was my whole life and it's yeah. like when you're being recruited by division one colleges ivy league schools you know you're not shit about no damn rapping Why you're, you're right. a basketball player you know and you need to act as such and like women basketball players is different than men it's like women you need to carry yourself a certain way and all that if you want to say that you want to be a part of this program and i felt like they're gonna confine you into that box and some people feel in that box well and other people don't you know yeah that? and that was me okay
0: okay what has been your favorite project thus far? hmm My favorite project? Oh, um, My favorite project is definitely Heartbreak K. I that remember. one I really, really like. Yeah. So, I think... I think... You dropped Heartbreak K when? Valentine's Day 2019. Okay. Valentine's Day. Shortly after that, um, I was actually sitting in the hospital listening to Heartbreak K. Like... 2 a.m. sketching listening to Heartbreak K. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um and like I said prior to to me meeting you I well prior to me finding your social media like I didn't know you made music. Mhm. So Heartbreak K was kind of my first impression to your artistry. And I was like, "Okay, I can actually I can I can I can vibe to this. Like I like it." Thank my you. brother um he was in the hospital bed, and he was up listening with me.
1: That's crazy. Thank yeah. you. For real, for real. That, That's definitely my favorite. Um, Only because, like, I worked with one producer, so I thought that was fire
0: mm-hmm. on the
1: project. Um, shout out to Phillip Banks. And then, um, it was also fire because it was, like, a Valentine's Day project, but I think that, I, I don't know, I, I think that it was my favorite project, but... Of course, like it could just everything could just be so much better. But for the most part, I think that was my favorite project just all around artistry. I think the delivery could have
0: been a little bit better. But But you're always your biggest critic. Yeah. As for an sure. artist, you're always gonna be your biggest critic. So I feel like for you, you're like, I know I can do better. Yeah. But it's somebody else out there that's like, That shit it's is it. fire. Like that's <laughs> it. Like that's it. Like yeah. it don't get no better than this. Yeah. And that's
1: just If I had that effect on people, I love that because I just wanted to go on the ride. Like, that's why I really say, like, come ride the wave because I really want people to just experience, like, my music and then experience me as an artist and then grow with me as an artist and be like, yo, she is so fire. Like, her concepts. Like, I do my albums in concepts. So I want people to tap into her concepts.
0: What's the concept of this new one?
1: (laughs) So the concept. I'm gonna give you the exclusive because nobody knows you.
0: Oh, ooh! ooh well, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: Um, so I'm thinking for the album, it's gonna be titled "Hennessy and Symphonies." Um, I like that. I really like that. Thank you. And um, it's basically like all the beats are gonna be composed of like the four parts to a symphony: so brass, woodwinds, percussion, and strings. It's gonna have something to That it's gonna have a spoken word piece on there. It's gonna have a few things on there. So Okay. This
0: is this is something I'm excited about now. Like, yeah. My little heart just started fluttering. I'm I'm here for something new. Is it I really, really like how when you hear people nowadays talk about music, um it's kind of like, oh, I'm in it for the money, or I'm in it for this, or I'm in it for that. Mm. Or on the latter perspective, you have people who Or, like, I'm going to talk about what's hot right now. Right. Like, right now, everybody's talking about smoking and guns and this and that. And one question I've always asked is, what sets your music apart from anybody else's? Like, if I can go listen to Lil Johnny up the road tell me that he sold three dime bags (laughs) and then fucked two bitches, (laughs) Mm -hmm. what's... What's different about your music? What's gonna set it apart? Yeah. And I really like how you talk about what's dear to you, what's new, like what's what's you actually, what makes you who you are and you don't stray away from that. I think that's really, really dope.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to that's my biggest goal is to um I don't know, just be as authentic as possible in our rap cap. You know, it'd be a little rap cap sometime, I ain't gonna cap, but not the whole song ain't rap. Yeah. yeah, the whole song I rap. You know, songs I fabricated and songs are stories. But, um, you know, what I'm saying when it's time for people to really dive into me, I make sure that people be like, yo, you know, everything she said, like three minute warning was kind of my, my time to step out and really let people into my life mm-hmm. in a different way. So, three minute warning and four minute freestyle was some things that, um, kind of. It's just transitioning to me, like, becoming a better artist and then just really just finding my sound, like, as an artist and, you know, gonna really introduce this album.
0: I want to introduce it, man, Hennessy and Symphonies. So, outside of Hennessy and Symphonies, mm-hmm. what more can we expect from
1: you? I'm done dropping music until Hennessy and Symphonies come out. It's just gonna be a big rollout for it. I mean... Mm-hmm. Uh, the cover gonna be dropping soon for the album, so this is gonna be a really big rollout. Like it's gonna be really important because it's like my first album under K. No mixtape, no nothing. It's gonna be an actual album. It's gonna have a rollout, um, merch and everything like that. So I'm
0: excited for that.
1: Thank you. So yeah. You know you gotta send me links. Of course. Oh yeah. Let gonna get you a free t-shirt. Oh, sure well,
0: look at that. Yeah. Duh. But yeah. I'm really, really, I'm really, really excited for that. I'm really excited at how you yourself are prospering as an artist and not only that I respect how you know you're not afraid to be like this is what I did this mm-hmm. is what failed this right. is what I did this is what failed right. this is what's true to me right this is me being me and it can't fail if I'm true to myself right yeah so I think that's that's really really dope and that's really really nice Yeah, man. We just take the L's
1: on the chin, knock them out, and just keep on going. That's just what I've been learning from the other L's that I've taken. Mm -hmm. I just learned to not get too high with the highs and too low with the lows, you know? And that's just been working for me. And when I get more and more interaction with people tapping in, you know, I just, I see a shift, you know what I'm saying? I really feel a shift and I see a shift. I got more people tapping in to, you know, me even saying anything about an album, period. Usually like if I kind of halfway introduce things. People want more information before they fully commit. Um, So this is my first time seeing now that I haven't had no nothing out yet. I haven't had no cover drop, no hint of anything, no album name out. And I have people, you know what I'm saying, really interacting, wanting to know more about the album. So um, when the cover drop, I'm just really excited about the cover dropping. I think that it's going to be a little unorthodox, and it's going to have people get a raw me, um, and the cover going to be the clear clear representation but it's also going to be um interesting it's going to be interesting to start,
0: so i'm excited so where can the people find you social media where can they find you musically go ahead and let them know yeah for sure you can find me on apple music
1: spotify amazon music on pretty much all streaming platforms and on youtube at kardier k k-a-r-t-i-e-r-k-a-y um you can find me on instagram at kardier underscore and you can find me on twitter <laughs> at The Louis V Don D O N N. Um, unfortunately, my other Twitter was suspended because I was wilding out. If you go listen to four minute freestyle, then you would definitely know what's going on. But um, the Louis V Don on Twitter, Pretty Cartier, um, go and find me on everything.
0: I really really appreciate you coming to sit with me today. I appreciate you my, for having me, my first guest. You know? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. I really really. It's um, lit. I'm liking this one. So. We're going to get it in. We're we going to have, have another... to do a few more podcasts. Yeah. You know, you know. I a need updates now. Yeah, yeah.
1: we're going to have to get you with the exclusives, get the podcast going, put the album drop.
0: We're going to have to get some um, footage in, too. We're going to get everything going. Can yeah. we expect something from you for CCU's homecoming weekend? Um, Probably not,
1: but I'm definitely trying to tap into state and Classic. So,
0: okay 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 yeah.
1: i'm so, here for that i'm here for that i'm hoping that you know what i'm saying we get some little get a little house party get something that's what i'm really idealistically looking at doing a house party and performing cash out okay yeah that's okay. like a big song that i'm pushing right now just up until the album come out uh party song fun songs so if y'all gonna go tap out on cash out it's um on all streaming platforms and on my soundcloud also my soundcloud is Cartier-K. i got a lot of music on there too um that I don't even drop on the other streaming platform, so definitely go check out SoundCloud for a lot of other little ex- you know, exclusive um drops on that, but cash out on everything.
0: Okay, okay. Thank you. All right. For sure, for sure. But yeah, we
1: gotta do this again and we're gonna have to do um uh, my podcast. 'Cause I'm ready to do a podcast now. Definitely, definitely. This too is too I'm much excited. fun. We got too much to talk about for me not to be like, Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for this. For sure, for
0: sure. So, thank you for joining me today. This is where it's with C, yeah. and we are closing out. Yeah. Stay tuned for a special drop at the end of this podcast.
1: Yeah. They want to know what we're doing with. I'm just smoking a blunt right now. We in Atlanta. This is something different. I'm sick as fuck. I think it's about to start up. Let's get it. I think the 2020 vision got me seeing clearly. And losses never humbled us, but now the loss is here. Now I'm clearly. thinking to myself, damn the devil out to the get me. Or oh, is it getting. that God trying to tell me that my passion is if, if you, is you see me. the passion in my pain, not then I think I know Spidey at the crib. Brink That's of highlighting point. dreams and funding our, our Gucci, Gucci mix food. What you mean? Man, you mean? I thank the Lord. I'm surrounded by the thoughts I speak. Thoughts Never I ask speak. for handouts like niggas ever owe me. Now I get real love because I got real homies. And hope. I told niggas back the fuck up because you really don't know me. Yeah, I got real niggas that been my corner. Reminiscing, getting lifted off the marijuana. Yeah, that's my nigga, always keep a real persona. Dreaming, be playing it out so one day we can be some business owners. Getting hella rich, hella rich, yeah. getting hella rich. Getting hella rich, getting hella rich. It's so elegant, this shit elegant. Be my friend, to be my friend that be an honor. To be my friend that be an honor. Be friend, be yeah, an honor. to be my friend that be an honor. Be my friend, that be shit, an honor. getting lifted off the, be off the marijuana. To be my friend that be an honor. Damn. I swear y'all honor. Swear. That's my niggas. How you give him 'em ten years for just chasing dollars? Boy, just chasing Since dollars. that's my nigga, I'll take a couple years for his dishonor. Damn. Shit, Man. keep that shit going. Damn. Some I'm going back Thinking damn I used to be a scholar How that's your nigga And then he got his fucking wallet Hating wall up, deep inside Cause he ain't found his fucking calling nah. Why that bitch is Please. mad Cause she ain't fucking calling. Nigga that's just when the world that we live that's in is, Bitch man. I'm too getting to it Bitch I'm stealing Ten them toes down them. in my Gucci fucking Samu's In Japan now. got me on they motherfucking channels all Nigga I'm it's just now. all good when you live in to my bitch house, man, she lippin' so good. 26th so floor, Damn. and you know how it go in the condo, smoking Indo, that bitch extendo, yeah. bitch we got extendo clips. We just so legit, Damn. and I told that bitch all we know is getting rich, get all we rich. know is counting dollars, all we do is get them wallets. Man, I just had to come in the booth and just get my style up. Get my style up. Goddamn, man, I'm wildin'. They just suspended me. Cause I'm styling. It's okay, em. the Louis Vuitton don't be forever Gucci. Walking out of Sean John in my Gucci. Gucci? Nick, I keep that Tully And why these niggas always say they wanna do me? I swear, that's weird. It's so weird, but I ain't tripping. All I know is that all this gold on my neck be fucking glistening. Shit. Trippin'. And this gold on my neck, it be glistening. Glistenin'. I'm up in your ear, bitch, is you listening? Listen, man. We just made this song in about 10 yeah, minutes no Goddamn, goddamn. Yeah, okay. I'm looking at the writing on the wall I swear She said, damn, I prayed that you fall Prayin Bitch, on I, could never. Nah, I could never I got my weather up I got my, I got my feathers up I swear up. God I'm about to soar I'm a clever fuck Clever fuck, fuck em Cardi, AK, coming right the wave Bitch